0: Well, welcome back. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell & Cordell. And welcome to the Men's Divorce in Cordell & Cordell uh, videocast and podcast. As always, we continue to bring you the latest information as it relates to COVID-19 and uh, its effect on all things family law, including uh, matters before, during, and after divorce. And as usual, uh, don't take this as legal advice. I'm limited in my licensure to Missouri, Illinois, and Georgia, and my guest in North Carolina. Uh, So make sure this is just speaking points, this is educational, the facts and circumstances of your case will dictate something entirely different likely And we encourage you to seek a consultation with an attorney who just practices in family law. And obviously, we're available across the country if you want to have a consultation via telephone, virtually, via Zoom or WebEx, or in person where appropriate and allowed. And obviously, health and safety is our first priority for you and our employees. So you can reach us at 866-DADS-LAW or on the web at CordellCordell.com. And so I wanted to welcome our guest, Stephanie Horton. Welcome. Thank you, Mr. Trial. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm glad. We want to talk a little bit about, um, I know you want to talk about some tips, which I think are really good about uh, custody, especially during COVID-19, because, you know, we've got support issues, we've got custody issues, denial issues, divorce issues. I mean, everything, it's the first thing I think in my career, 27 years that I've seen that something external has affected all aspects of family law. And it is just, it's crazy. And so, but, you know, haven't spoken with someone in North Carolina for a while, and then you're in Wilmington, just give guys watching and listening an update on what's going on in the court system in your area and as well as throughout the state.
1: Thank you. Well, the courts have reopened as of June 1st, 2020, um, but they are operating on a limited capacity. It's really important to uh, confirm what county you're in and what county your case would be in because each county is kind of dictating different rules and how the courts operate. There's some counties that are allowing in-person hearings but they're limiting the time for the hearing Um, so they're only hearing shorter cases at this point my guess is to kind of get rid of some of that backlog. There's other counties that are utilizing Webex for hearings um, primarily but may allow for longer hearings in person, but at the judge's discretion. So the courts are open, they are hearing things, um, but it's just important to understand how they're hearing them and what limitations may be placed on your particular case should you choose to go forward in the court system.
0: Yeah, that's good because, you know, we talked off off camera just a lot about, you know, the misconception or misunderstanding that when we hear things are closed, that means the lights are off. I mean, I, I relate that to a restaurant, you know, when we know that the restaurant's closed, nothing happens in that restaurant, you know, after hours. And obviously the building is closed, the facility is closed, but people are still working, depends. There are specific ways to find that out, and I know we'll talk a little bit about that later on. But I guess let's jump right into it, because guys want to know kind of the tips that they can get uh, during COVID uh, to kind of help them with their custody. So what's number one on your list?
1: Well, number one on my list is to document. It's very important that you document your time with your children. You document your activities. We are in a very unique situation right now in the U.S. and throughout the world, where parents who may have gone outside of the home on a daily basis for work, are now not only working from home if they're working, but they're also having to educate their children because the schools have also been closed. So I think it's very important to document what each person has been doing with their children to show that they they have taken this unique time and actually utilized it to create memories and to create um, a better relationship with their child, which they might not have had because they were outside the home working. And so I think that documenting those activities, documenting what participation you have in those activities is very important. It's also, I think, very important to be mindful of your local jurisdictions, and local state's rules on visitation and custody throughout the COVID period. There has been a misconception amongst some of our clients that because of COVID, because of the school closures, that visitation should cease. And that's just not been the case. and then you also have to consider what to do about summer. You know, we're right at the point where the school year would end, and some some states go longer into June. Um, our jurisdiction in particular has uh, provided guidelines that um, inform parents with custody orders to continue to abide by the school jurisdiction in which they live when it comes time to starting summer visitation or even ending. We don't know how long this is going to go on. We don't know what schools will be open in the fall. And so it's also be, be mindful of your current order, what that order dictates as per your time and um, kind of stick to the order as much as possible to provide the children with some more stability than what they have currently being out of school. Um, yeah.
0: You know, th- I'm gonna make a point, cause that's huge, especially when you have to be aware of really the regulations about travel, the, the local rules, but that documentation, you wanna combine those two. We've been talking mm-hmm. about documenting gosh, for 11 weeks now. Uh, and I've talked about it before COVID. So this is not just a COVID-19 thing. Documenting, keeping a diary, a journal, a day in the life is what I call it. A calendar is so critical. But especially with these rules, if you run into something that says, "You know, okay, you follow the rules and you just go ahead and document to your spouse, to your ex-spouse, to the mother, to whatever, to the parent of the child that says, hey, I understand these are the rules. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to abide by them. Don't you? I mean, that's important, right? To document that your understanding of the rules, so that you can kind of lay the groundwork.
1: Well, absolutely. And keep in mind that if something should have happened, should happen, wherein one party is violating the uh, the orders that are in place, or, or refusing to allow custody because of what I call convenient excuses. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, COVID. So you know, it's not really an excuse, but they they make COVID the basis for it. You can take action, and you should take action right now. Even if you may not get into court under a contempt motion for several months, it's important to go ahead and file that. Because the longer you wait to file when there's been a violation, the less recourse the uh, the courts might give you because of your own delay. Yeah. And if there are emergency situations that arise, the courts have never been closed for those. Um, we actually had a case here in Wilmington where the father of the child had... Um, the child here in, in North Carolina, but the child had been living with the mother in Georgia. The mother actually hired us to represent her. We were able to file for emergency jurisdiction and emergency custody, and the court granted her emergency custody under emergency jurisdiction because there wasn't an order already in her state. So there are actions that you can take should an emergency arise, and you should take them. You should not be afraid to petition the court for relief in emergency situations.
0: For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. about the five mistakes guys make during COVID. And I love the whole convenient. That's awesome. Um, one is doing nothing. And and this temporary motion thing, the expedited hearing, uh, I know we're going to talk about that at a virtual town hall um, in, in kind of the cases that have, have utilized that. But it's so critical for guys out there watching right now to understand that, albeit that things are at a kind of a turtle's pace around the country in terms of the court system. If there's an emergency, if there's something, it, that, that use of that is so available. It you know, depends on, you know, what each judge interprets as an emergency, right? But I mean, that's something that we should discuss and go right now and have a conversation with your attorney, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, some jurisdictions allow for, I can't speak for every state. I'm, I'm only licensed in North Carolina actively. Um, but at least in North Carolina, we do have emergency custody proceedings. We also, some judges do routinely enter what are called status quo orders. So if you're just initiating a case and the status quo has been for one parent to have the child, but there's some threat that the other parent might take the child and remove them from their custody, um, judges in our jurisdiction have been known to sign status quo orders, which just doesn't transfer custody, but it gives you an immediate relief and immediate effective order. So that way you have a remedy should the, the situation arise where the other parent, takes a child and, and, and refuses to return him or
0: her. Yeah. You know, I want to jump back and just came to me about the documenting. And it, it's something i talked about in a previous podcasts. but it's kind of like the, the Miranda rights, you know, anything you say and do will be used against you, which right. you got to be careful, right? Whatever you do document uh, to the opposing party or to your spouse in email, uh, they're going to use it uh, if they can. So, you know, be careful what you say, how you say it. I always talk about, you know, the first communication should be, On the phone or in person and then you can confirm it in writing but don't do it in all capitals and be careful don't you know say something that you know just think of miranda rights right
1: right absolutely you know emotions get high we are in a very frustrating time in our lives for multiple reasons not just for covid but for the unrest that's occurring throughout the country and there's a lot of stressors um this is not the time to take your frustrations out on your ex, especially when you have a custody proceeding either already commenced or you're planning to commence it in the near future. I like to tell my clients that when you're in a custody proceeding, your you, your life is a fishbowl. You know, everything that you do is going to come up in court. You are You have to hold yourself to a higher standard than you did as a parent during the marriage because little things that you might have laughed off you know, while you were married, are now, go- now going to become allegations against you. So you do have to be mindful of how you f- approach the other party, no matter how angry they make you feel. Um, it's, it's incredibly important to always be amicable. Because one thing that I think people don't realize is how much the court puts emphasis on a party's ability to co-parent. That is a huge factor in determining custody are you able to work with the other parent? Are you able to promote the child's relationship with that other parent? And if you're, like you said, writing in all caps or saying things by email or text message that are, um, that are negative toward the other parent or about the other parent, that doesn't evidence a ability to co-parent. And I've yeah. actually had a case where it literally came down to which parent was nicer to the other parent. <laughs> When the judge determined primary and secondary custody,
0: yeah, it doesn't mean nice doesn't mean giving up your rights and not you know enforcing and 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 asserting yourself. it just means dealing in a civil manner with each mm-hmm. other and and that's is so important because especially with guys, it's about appearance and presentation and how they are not dominating you know because th- that'll be turned on you in a in a heartbeat. but you know when you you talked about um, emotions running high and and you know the stressful situation, I think you know, one of the, in which we wrap up is one of the final points would be in my mind, and I'm sure yours is, is to take care of yourself physically and, and emotionally, right?
1: Oh, 100%. That's in any state, but in this state, it is, it is far more important because we've already, at least in North Carolina, they've closed gyms, they've closed, you know, a lot of the entertainment venues. So a lot of the places that people go to kind of let loose kind of, you know physically. Um, help themselves out and they can't. Mm -hmm. It is always important that you take care of yourself as well as your children because you're going to be a better father and a better parent if you are at a good place and it's harder right now to be at a good place than it is under normal circumstances. So you just have to work that much harder to ensure that you remain mentally and physically healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that it all spills over into your case too. You know, if you're, you know, emotionally ready, physically ready, uh, you know, things don't get out or spiral out of control in your case. So it's kind of a whole package deal. You know, we, and it's kind of an odd thing, but you know, we're attorneys and counselors. It's kind of a, odd, you know, they do that intentionally. We wanna make sure we've kind of, you know, in some respects treat the whole body, the whole thing and making sure we're positioning you in the best position possible to achieve your goals, right?
1: and you know, a custody case, any family law case is, it's a marathon and not a sprint. Mm -hmm. So you have to pace yourself. You know, you have to be in it for the long haul and know that there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be a winding road along the way, but eventually you're going to reach the finish line and you know how you cross that finish line, whether you're standing up or you're on your knees, you just got to get across it. So pace yourself, keep yourself healthy, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. And I think that the outcome will eventually arise. And, and you'll you'll probably find that it's a lot better than what you thought it would be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great tips for guys. I know this is, you know, we'd like to keep them short, but it always, again, answers, what can I do? What should I do? And and what must I do? And I think you addressed all those. And, and thanks for joining today, Stephanie.
1: Thank you so much. You have a great day.
0: Thanks. Well, as always, we continue to do this. Check in every day during our daily podcast. We'll bring you a specific topic from uh, Cordell and Cordell attorneys from around the country, including the world and our solicitors in the UK, who will talk about the issues affecting guys like you watching right now. Again, turn to our virtual town halls on Thursdays, where you'll have an opportunity to join in live, ask questions live of our panel and get answers. You can always submit questions as well to coronavirus.divorce at cordelllaw.com. And we'll address those during a weekly podcast one day each week But we'll try to get you answers to your questions. So until next time, have a good week.